Hi and welcome to The Three Good Podcast, a weekend podcast where I talk about all things to do with positive psychology, well-being, resilience, mental health and emotional intelligence. I'm your host, Sukhpavia. Hello friends of Three Good Podcast and welcome to episode 42 where we're going to be talking today about the importance of boundaries when it comes to personal effectiveness. So how are we folks? We good? There's a a general sense of optimism uh, arising in the UK. We seem to have some kind of plan to exit out of lockdown. I am hopeful that with the vaccination program that we've got in place, and with this um, more thoughtful plan than what we had in 2020, that we will have an exit out of lockdown and it will mean that many of us can return to, to some kind of regularity that that enables us to just um, be happy again, right? In some respect, uh, to feel that there is purpose and that there is meaning out there beyond the four walls, uh, which we've all become far too accustomed to. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that there is some um, hope around that. I'm cautious. We haven't had a great track track record over the last year. And uh, in quite a number of instances, we've had to re-enter into lockdown, this recent one being the most obvious, because we couldn't we didn't have a, a good enough plan for what returning to regularity looks like. I'm careful not to say normal because that is an ever-changing feat right now. Um, I'm also grateful that at the moment, the last couple of days, we've had some really nice sunny weather in the UK, in England, and that really does affect the mood. Um, actually, a few weeks back, there was some really nice light snow really nice fluffy snow as well so you could get out and have some proper fun in the snow just those different things like personally they make a difference because they they change up just the monotony of uh what you're doing on a day-to-day basis and i loved being able to get out have fun with the kids um you know they're older now they're teenagers and daughter's 11 so she's uh older than um and when we last had snow, it was about what? It, I think it was Beast from the East, right? Three years ago now, I think it was. So uh, a fair while since we had a, a proper kind of proper cold snap and the snow that comes with it as well. But that was great fun. Absolutely loved it. And now we've got the sun coming out. Spring is on the horizon. So it feels like there are good things to be hopeful about. It feels like there is good things to have some optimism around. I hope that is a shared sentiment. I'm aware that yeah, even though lockdown is uh, continuing, things remain hard for a lot of people as well. So uh, I am cautious that not everyone will be experiencing this sense of optimism. So in today's episode then, I've been thinking a lot about the uh, the whole concept around personal effectiveness and especially in the last year what have we really learned about how co how the pandemic and how 
lockdown has affected our sense of personal effectiveness. And with that, I think um, one of the overwhelming things that has happened is the normal sense of boundaries that we have. And I've spoken about this in a previous episode about um, how COVID has affected us psychologically. But the um, the overwhelming thing is that our boundaries that we normally have have been completely blurred. Where you, ordin- you normally, in some way, have some sense of, this is how my day starts. This is how the day will progress. These are the different places, locations, people I'm going to be interacting with. Uh, the shops I'm going to go to, the commute to work, the way I do my work, all of those things that are happening, the choices around um, what you will and won't do in your week, all of that just got mashed into just this one experience of just constantly being at home because we couldn't and weren't allowed to do anything else. So from that, and, and... I think because of that, because of that just one existence that everyone's been facing, it creates real um, concerns and overwhelm around the the concept of, well, I don't know how to be personally effective in many ways, because where I used to be able to separate out, I'm at work, I'm at home, I'm with friends, I'm with family, I'm I'm not at this house, I'm at somebody else's home whatever it is where you were able to change the scenario, change the situation. When that is when that is only one place, it, it doesn't give a, it doesn't enable that sense of um, boundary because everything is just mushed into the same place. So I want to, I want to focus in a bit on that because I think there's some really important stuff from that, that, that we can think about and that we can, uh, I think that we can learn from um, in terms of our resilience, our well-being, and what we what we need to kind of um, continue to learn about in this space. So when it comes to being personally effective, I think, yeah, of course, there are a number of things that sit with that. There's things around, you know, do you have the skills to be able to do the work that you're asked to do? Or um, you know, do you have knowledge about what it is that you're being asked to do? Uh, undertake there's things around the right environment to be able to succeed as well right you know so are you um, in an environment where you're encouraged you have feedback your coaching is available to you all those kind of concepts you know are you in an environment where um, you've got the support of others you've got access to knowledge um, resources that help you to do the work well Um, you know there's I think there's a fair level of, you know, what's your personal level of, um, I want to say education, that's not necessarily the right word, but certainly I think it encompasses uh, why why people are personally effective is because they have a certain level of not formal education, but they are studied in the thing that they care about. You know, so you don't have to have gone to university in order to understand like concepts like mechanical engineering, for example. You can have gone through an apprenticeship scheme, uh, started up your own business and learned how to do various things like that um, through 
lived experience and through projects and through on-the-job learning. Yeah, so I'm cautious about using education as a kind of default because we can think about that in different ways. You know, so there's the environment, there's a level of education that we have, there's um, I think the kind of the way that we understand our strengths and what we are really good at doing, not just skills, because you know, we all have skills in doing a variety of things, but our strengths are the things that define who we are and how we carry ourselves. You know, I've spoken about that previously on the podcast as well. Um, and you know, the curious thing about strengths is we don't always know what our strengths are. So sometimes we really have to pay attention to what is it that I do incredibly well which defines how I do my work, not what work I do, but how I do it. So for example, it might be creative problem solving it could be a real strength of yours. Um, or it could be um, that you are very good at data, uh, data analysis. Um, or it could be that you're really good at project management. These could be real strengths that you can bring to any work or any task that you're about to undertake. Whereas skills are more kind of hands-on things that, that enable you to um, you know, get stuff done. So, for example, can you, um, you know, use a screwdriver in order to do some basic DIY around the house? Can you um, use a computer to be able to do the work that you have to do? Uh, yeah, can you drive a car in order to be able to get? Yeah, you get it right. That kind of stuff. So yeah, there are these things, right? There are those kind of understood, well-established concepts which enable kind of if personal effectiveness to take place. I think over the years, uh, certainly um, over probably the last maybe 30 years or so, maybe probably longer actually, um, you know, there's been a real emphasis in the workplace more than most places, but it bleeds into many other facets of life is if you're not being personally effective, in a high regard, in a in a in a highly um, effective way, then you must be failing, right? You're, you're not doing well enough. So, you, you know, the um, and that's manifest in very many different ways, where people will think about, well, if I don't go for these opportunities uh, that are present in front of me, then um, you know, I can't be the best I can be. If I don't take the risks, if I don't do um, if I don't work hard, yeah, regardless of whether or not it's the right thing to do, then I'm I'm not showing my commitment to my employer or the project that I'm working on or my group of friends or what have you. You know, um, if I don't say yes to all all the kind of requests and things from my friends, from my family, then I'm letting them down in some way. I'm failing them, and there's. I think that kind of approach to having to feel that you have to say yes to everything can often create a sense of um, one, you know, that there's too much to do, um, two, that you lose your sense of self because you're doing so much for other people that you kind of lose, well, who am I? amongst all of this kind of activity that in saying yes to lots of different things you're essentially working towards some level of burnout where 
you can't give any more energy because you're you're not allowing yourself that time and space to be able to uh, do the self-care, do the resilience work and the well-being work that you need that is important, that will enable you to do well for yourself and for others. And and I think and I think there are also impacts on um, on therefore ha- relationships as well, relationships with um, those who are close to you, the ones that you want to keep close, your friends, your family, your partner, um, whoever that might be in your life, and relationships are vital to helping us survive and helping us thrive. Um, and you know, maintaining good relationships takes time, and it means that you have to give a certain amount of energy towards others. And if we're constantly at, if we're constantly doing other activities, then things will be impacted negatively around relationships. Um, and then I think there are some direct impacts on kind of I spoke about burnout on kind of the resilience levels that we have because if we're constantly working at doing things um, to the detriment of ourselves, well we're not looking after ourselves. If we're not looking after our resilience and the way that we give ourselves that mental and physical space and energy to be able to do the things that we need to be personally well, there's only a certain level of um, I'm going to say power. There's a certain level of power that we have within us. Now, once that's depleted to a low level, we're, we're only going to that. What that only does is it creates um, the conditions for uh, ineffective stuff to start happening, and also unhealthy behaviours as well. Right? Might also cause illness in some way. Um, mental illness. Help, personal, uh, physical illness, emotional um, hardships, all those kind of things. So I think when we when we start to consider this, when we start to consider that approach of, well, I have to, in order to be personally effective, which is, and it, you know, don't forget, um, the newspapers, magazines, many blogs, um, YouTube videos, they will all talk about the yeah, the benefits of personal effectiveness. And I don't deny any of that. There are incredible benefits to being highly personally effective. I think what we often miss when we talk about that is the importance of setting out the boundaries within which personal effectiveness happens well. And, you know, it's, um, it's interesting because when you see people who are uh, lauded as being highly personally successful. So you could look at anybody like, um, say, J- um, Jeff Bezos, right? The Amazon leader. And what he's done with his career, the amount of money that he's, he, he's amassed it is a disgusting amount of money. I w- and, um, you know, in the last year, we've heard that his relationship with his wife has gone down. They're getting divorced and she's now a multi-billionaire as a result of that. So there's something there about, and I, I don't know the personal story, so it's, it's hard to be able to pass judgment. Um, but there is something there about the impact on their relationship and whether or not there was a level of commitment to the relationship that 
was missing and therefore that's what ha uh, they decided that they were going to get divorced whether or not that was because of the workload that jeff was working um or the attention that he was paying to his wife or even the other way around whether or not his wife was um paying attention to him so you know was Mackenzie scott also too busy to um pay attention to the relationship could we don't know and I'm, I'm cautious to cast any kind of aspersions here um, but that their marriage uh, led to divorce leads me to think that in some way there was not a clear set of boundaries that enabled for their relationship to be maintained and to for it to flourish that's just a very extreme example because they're a high-powered couple as we might see them in today's world because of the level of money they have at a more uh, kind of uh, relatable level we see this happen on uh, with um, many stories that we hear day to day from our friends to um, our family members where you can see the stresses that people have in their work life and and their home life and how it impacts on their capability capacity it affects on their capacity to have um, uh, healthy relationships with their loved ones and it's not just about um, the impact it has on the relationships with your loved ones it's also about you know when we don't have clear boundaries it's also it, we can also see the impact it has on um, how well we think we're doing with our lives you know th and th this is a really it's a really arbitrary concept um, and one that is often promoted in social media that if you're not doing everything possible to live the best life possible then you're failing at life somehow and that's a really worrying narrative because we can't do everything all the time to the to exceptional levels we're not designed for that that's not how things really work if you look at elite athletes when they are playing in the in tournaments they're not always operating or playing at their absolute best one that's not physically possible or mentally possible and two it's um it's also kind of um, assuming that we have we, we can we can always have an optimal range of fitness and play that we can always access again that's just not how reality really works you know there are many many occasions when uh, we just need to just get by and sometimes getting by is is more than enough so certainly you know i think one of the things that people have said in the uh, as a reflection of 2020 was that when people when we got to the end of the year there was a, a huge amount of uh, social media kind of influencers who were saying things like you know, if you haven't spent this time in lockdown learning new skills or uh, you know making the best of your day when you've got when you're on furlough or what have you that you you are wasting opportunities and uh, yeah there were many people saying actually you know what folks if if you've just got through the year that's a, that's that's enough you know you've done well and i agree with that i, I take that personal stance as well it's very easy to be able to judge when we don't know what a person's personal circumstances are and i think one of the things we've really learned about in the last year is everyone's personal circumstances is so vastly different that all we can really comment on is our personal situation we can't cast aspersion or judge others on their situations so when we um so when we think about 
those boundaries and how they can be helpful to us in being personally effective. I think this is where we can really start to understand the importance of um, when we in the in the world of kind of personal effectiveness, we often talk about assertiveness and how assertiveness is a way to be able to let someone know when they've crossed a value or crossed a boundary of yours and you're standing up for yourself and you are stating your point of view in a clear way so that the other person understands that they've done something that you do not approve of and you you fully expect it will not happen again or you're making a point of view where you're letting someone know what your particular stance is on an issue right so that's a good it's a that's a good set of behaviors to have what i think um, sometimes we can um, misunderstand around that is one of the things we need to understand as well as understanding our things like our values and what what is important to us and knowing when things have been you know when lines have been crossed is exactly that right is knowing what what are those boundaries how do we define what a boundary is for us and in different situations those boundaries will look different as well. They're gonna, we're gonna play those out in different ways. So for example, with um, yeah, a boundary of yours or a value of yours might be integrity, right? That you will always do things to the best of your ability. And, but in different situations that might play out differently. Like if you're with your, um, if you're in a work situation and you're working on a project, then you might hold that as a as a high quality as a high value that you will always uphold but with your uh, if you're working on a personal project at home you might give yourself some leeway to say actually i don't this doesn't need to be to the best of my ability as long as it's good enough that'll do that can be a thing right it could be that a personal value of yours is to um, always understand a situation before passing comment all right, that can be a thing. Again, if you think about that in a work situation, then you can understand the value of taking the time to understand what is presented in front of you before you pass comment on it in some way. But if you're with your friends and you're talking about national politics, for example, you might feel more free to be able to express a, an opinion which may be uninformed, which may just be your personal thoughts on the situation and you haven't done the full reading required to, to really uh, pass comment. So our values have a level of nuance to them, right? <clears throat> and it's important, I think, to understand in different situations, what are the values that I want to uphold and therefore lay out some boundaries around. I don't think it's just about how the boundaries are expressed to other people. I think it's also about how we respect the boundaries for ourselves. And uh, especially when it comes to personal effectiveness, you know, I think it's really easy to be able to um, neglect our personal boundaries or not uphold them uh, in the belief that we're doing something better for others. And it's a really hard balance to strike. <clears throat> and I'm not, um, and I'm not saying that one is better than the other. So it's not that we need to always do things for ourselves because <clears throat> that just leads to selfish behavior right and that just leads to uh, only looking out for number one and obviously that's 
that's a choice but it's not always um, the most beneficial for others um, whereas to the other extreme is always doing stuff for other people and never doing anything for yourself so so I think we do need to be able to understand what are uh, where are we on that scale right you know are, are we only looking out for number one and uh, doing everything we can to make sure that looking out for number one is the only thing that happens and in some ways needing to be more relaxed about what those hard boundaries might be or do we do too much for other people because our boundaries are too relaxed and we we don't uphold them enough and there is that midpoint somewhere which we do need to think about in the different scenarios we might face those boundaries differently so with our friends we might be more comfortable to be able to uphold them with a partner you might find it more difficult in the work situation you might find it even more challenging so around this um, you know I think it's important to be able to discuss boundaries in an open way you know I don't think it's something that we actually have a lot of common ground on we don't really make time to have these types of conversations of well how are we like what is going on with this relationship or what is going on in you know, um, the expectations here uh, you know what are so something I'm conscious of personally is if I'm entering a new project conversation with others is to really get clear with them on how I uh, work best where they can expect the best from me and what is the kind of work that I'm not going to be great at and the importance for that is to be able to let them know that there are going to be tasks where I am going to need support I'm going to need some help from other people and there's tasks where I'm quite happy to just get on and just complete it and do it to the best of my ability and that's okay because we're all we all have different strengths and skills but it's the openness of that communication that really strengthens I think the the way that we work because you're able to explicitly let the other person know this is what I expect and this is what I need and this is how I will work best and it's not enough to be able to just say this is what I need because again that can't that harps on the selfishness um, part of the, the, the um, stuff we're talking about it's also about saying well what do you how can um, what is it you need and how can we work best together uh, I, and I'm conscious I'm using um, kind of a project-based work-based kind of language around this but even if it's with a partner you know we can rethink just how we have conversations about boundaries with our partners you know we were talking about this the other day and when we talked about that it made me feel uncomfortable in this way and this is the kind of stuff I, I'm thinking about I want to be able to share and let you know um, you know when you when you said that in that particular way with the you know, either that tone of voice or those words it affected me like this I think I need you to know that's how it impacted on me this is um, but I also need to understand from your perspective what were you trying to say because I don't want that to get in the way of us having a strong relationship right there's ways to be able to have these conversations and I think many arguments particularly within um, couples and personal relationships interpersonal relationships happen because of that misunderstanding of communication where we we expect too much from the other person without really taking the time to understand well what are they trying to say uh, 
how are we understanding the other person and they're, and they're taking that on board to make sure that we we try to avoid any kind of miscommunication in that particular way again in the future and this isn't to say that it's going to stop all future instances of misunderstanding or arguments or what have you because we're human these things happen it's more about really recognizing those op those times to be able to say uh the way that that happened in that moment made me feel like this it had an impact on me in this way i need to understand what you were trying to do and this is a conversation we need to have to improve our shared relationship that we have here and it's not just about what i need it's also about understanding what the other person needs sometimes what that can do is it can raise some important discussion about well um are we uh, are we on the uh, do we share values do we share the things that um, that matter to us um and if we do then that really can strengthen the relationship and if you don't it can raise important questions about whether or not the relationship should continue so when we and i think that's where for me this conversation about boundaries expectations and relationships personal effectiveness you know, when we think about these things the more that we are able to articulate these concepts and help others understand and us um, you know what it is that uh, our boundaries are and also understand our own personal boundaries so we know what it is that we are willing to uphold and keep steadfast for ourselves in different ways it can improve that personal effectiveness we have because if it's at the scale of i'm doing too much you can start to really pull that back to be able to make it more manageable for yourself while letting others know that there is ways to be able to um, still get the work done right so you may have an abundance of requests or abundance of people saying to you hey can we do this can we do that i need you at this time can we go out on this day and being able to say things like i can't do it right now in this way but maybe i could do it in a later stage in a different way or i can't meet up at that point but i can meet up maybe at a different time yeah it's we don't have to meet people where their um where, where their demands are just because that's what they're asking of us there's a constant negotiation i think we can and should be playing with others to be able to figure out well what works yeah how can we yeah as long as it's about wanting to improve a situation yeah I, I want this to be the best it can be what can we do to make that happen it may not be just one way there is often a um uh, a collaborative effort that can be made you know with personal relationships it's about really um, exploring those boundaries with each other to be able to know well what is it i'm willing to shift what are you willing to shift how are we going to meet um, and you know when we spend time together what quality is that how are we enjoying each other's company you know what kind of things do we joke about do we discuss do we not discuss what is allowed to be um, happening in the relationship all of those things are important you know with friends it's about you know understanding who is it that um, enables us to to be well are they asking too much of us? Are they putting too many demands on what they think a friendship needs to be and how that has to play out? And then at the other end of the scale, you know, if you're finding that actually you're doing too, you're doing a lot for yourself 
and the quality of relationships that you have with others may not be as strong as you need it to be. Maybe there's stuff there to think about around, well, where can I relax some boundaries so that I can welcome other people into my life? And it doesn't have to be a huge group, it could just be one or two others who help strengthen you, who help bolster you, but you know that, that you can rely on them, you have that deep trust with them, and that you know your personal effectiveness isn't um, let down because you're uh, because you have a, 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 a more people to be able to lean on and to be able to have that trust-based relationship with. It's uh, you know it's very possible to still thrive and have others in your circle who help you to thrive as well. So I'm hopeful that that episode that this episode today raises some things to think about when it comes to boundaries, when it comes to that personal effectiveness. You know, I think, like I say, there's important learnings that I've, that I've, that, um, that I think COVID has raised, um, and it gets us to think about. This is just one set of stuff that um, has it's got me thinking. Very interested to know, folks, where this takes you. Let me know um, on social media if you want to contact me. Uh, always happy to hear from you. And, um, you know, as normal, if you think this episode had value, please do like it, comment on it, share it with others, helps others to be able to find it. And I appreciate your time. Hope you're having a good weekend and I'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye bye.